Yes, you are. Combination of news and entertainment that Alan from Texas likes oh, to call. No. This is Alan coming in all the way from Houston in the great state of Texas Woo! to your ears. Yeah. And here's some more of yeah. that fine newtainment. Mr. Curley, I'm Thank diving you. in with y'all on this one. Yeah! Diving into the news! See, Alan knows because he follows us on Instagram, the John and Sherry Show on Instagram. Click on over. You can find yourself into the voicemail. And then who knows? You could introduce the hour, top of the hour of the news and entertainment. As Alan just did. Oh, that's the By the way, Sherry's. In... <laughs> no, don't. Where's Teeny, by the way? Teeny. Joe, find Teeny, please. Uh, Sherry's spelling of her last name. People are confused by S-H-A-R-I. And again, if you're writing it out. Oh, hi, Teeny. There's a heart on top of the I. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Or happy face. Hello to you, too. Hello. Either one. Oh, oh, okay, hello. Potato. Go ahead, Sherry. Oh, no, no, no. It, it's going to get old. I'm not going to no, do no, it No, 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 no. You want to imitate her. You, no. She's doing a potato <laughs> off. She's obviously... No, go ahead. All right. Potato. Please go away. Please go oh, away. Wow. Wow. Teeny, what do you say about that? This is a disaster. Okay, okay, ladies. Cool it down for a minute. All right, well, it looks like, you know, the fairies have got all sorts of problems because, well, uh, they fired a whole bunch. About 127 uh, fairy workers uh, got fired because they refused to take an experimental vaccine, um, a drug injected into the body that wasn't quite what everybody said it was going to be. They said, I think I'd rather... Um, take my chances and use my own immune system as opposed to an experimental chemical. So they fired 127. Then a whole bunch of them were also going to retire as well. So they've got that as a problem. They don't have enough staff. And then they were going to buy more ferries. But then in 2018, the governor said, no, 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 we're going to buy these other ferries that are going to be better for the environment. So the thing has been delayed. They're not going to get the additional ferries to like 2028, maybe till that time. They have to put it back out for bid. It's a mess. The whole ferry system is a mess. And they find out that this one guy that was driving the ferry that crashed into the dock, was he watching the the instruments there, Sherry, as he was coming in, or was he counting sheep? Well, he probably was counting sheep because, this is the story, they found out that he had been reprimanded in 2018, 2020, 2021 for sleeping, falsifying records, Mm -hmm. and lying to management. And ah. so this guy, uh, he resigned immediately after the accident that happened with, with him and the ferry. It cost $7 million in, in just replacing and doing all that. They missed about 10,000 sailings as a result of this. Uh, he'd been there mm. 37 years and just yeah. decided that day to let it all go. Well, he's asleep at the wheel, right? <laughs> yeah. He's slammed into the thing. God bless those people that have ferries back and forth. The same boring route back oh. and forth and back and forth. Ay, 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 ay. And as pretty as it is, I recommend it for people that are bringing visitors in from somewhere else. Go see Seattle at night as you're coming back in from, like, Bainbridge. It's absolutely gorgeous. You watch as you come in there and all the lights. And it really is fun. But, uh, I mean, listen. He fell asleep a couple of times. They kept him on. Maybe they talked to him about it. But he, how many times did he fall asleep? He woke up just in time to roll some realized, Oh, I'm a little close to the dock. <laughs> Seven million dollars. 
Yep. We have to take that out of your pay. <laughs> it's coming After out of your 4, pay. After 4,000 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> I one time, I, I took a, the evening magazine van in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and I did this thing on, it was 4th of July, and I was like, oh, how to like, I don't know, barbecue or something. And I put this Weber grill in the back. I thought I had taken all of, I thought, well, I'll drive the Weber grill back to the station. I'm in this old, like, Econoline van that they have with the EV magazine right on the side of it. And um, when I went around a turn, the grill fell over and all the coals went everywhere and I scraped them. They weren't like hot. I didn't, I got all the dirt out that I could get, all the dust out. There's, there's no way that things are still going to be hot. Well, one of them, one of those nasty little coals got somewhere underneath one of the seats. <laughs> Yeah. It's the Cole's fault, by yeah. the way. The nasty little Cole. Yeah. Nasty little Cole's fault for jumping ship. It should have just stayed there in the grill. <laughs> Came in to work on Monday. <laughs> Burned to the ground. I mean, <laughs> look like something from a war zone. I mean, there's nothing left. Except for like where the top, because the boy, those tires burn hot, you know, and they were just, it was just this <laughs> Sounds shell. Like everything else does too. <laughs> okay. Big question. Be honest. I've never Did you yeah. own up to it? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, what are they going to do? I was like, uh, I think when the grill fell over, I tried to get it all out and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do to you? Are you gonna fire you? Maybe. I mean, you just destroyed a company van. That might be a fireable offense. They kept me on. They paid me eighteen thousand dollars. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, well, I'm glad to replace the van. Oh my god. Yeah, the god. van was worth more than you. <laughs> they called me and they're like, "Where'd you park it?" I said, "It parked it behind the building, over to the side, over near the the satellite dishes and stuff, right back in that area, back in there, over near the gas tank." Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> anyway, yes. That's <laughs> burned to the ground. Mm. Oof. Mm. Oh well. Yeah, I really thought they were going to fire me or, like, make me pay for it or something. It's like, oh, my God, we like, what, $300 a month payments or something on that thing? And they just, like, just like okay, walked away from it. Yeah. Well, they have insurance. That's how you look at it that way. It would be yeah. all set. Uh, well, forcing <laughs> kids to go to school remotely on snow days, robbing them of a certain type of education. Oh, I didn't even read this story, Joe. Oh, boy. Now I'll say yes. That's oh, unusual. what's the education that they're missing? What they're no, missing? No, it is. It just was. Go ahead. You want what me to tell missing, you Sherry? what they're missing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not mean if you don't. Well, yeah. I see you scrambling to try to find it. You want to? Skip no, it I know what it one? is. I don't. I know it off the oh, top of my ahead. head. <laughs> All right. So it's what they're missing is this opportunity to play in the snow, use their imaginations and get outside. If you make them stay inside and do the remote learning type thing, they're either going to turn off their cameras, not do it or completely ignore it. And they say that it's you would have more beneficial aspects to learning if the kids got out there and did something physical, made a snowman, played with each other, that that is very valuable. Right, because they're not going to pay attention anyway. They want to be out in the snow. Right. So on snow days, don't do remote learning. 
let them go run around, maybe shovel snow, make some money, snow angels, or just play around out there, right? There's there's education in play. Yes, that's the absolutely. idea. Yep. So what state what state is trying to get this because they missed so many days with um, their great remote learning previously? I know I New York is, is one of them. Yeah, New York is one of them. Um, New Jersey, I think the author is from New Jersey. And Mm -hmm. he he talked about the Jersey Shore and how there really wasn't that much snow there. But when they did have snow, it was an event and they would run outside and and play and it would it would be great. But this is about New York City public schools. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're really missing out on their big education there. The New York City public schools. I used to yell well, at my sister. So the big snow days would happen. I would always have the flu or something like that or sick. And I used to open the window of my room and yell out to my sister, don't ruin the snow. Because she'd just run around willy-nilly with no real plan. And she'd her her boot marks would be all over the snow. I'm like, don't mess it up. Don't me- Let me get out there. Don't mess it up. You didn't, what, you wanted it to stay pristine? Yeah, because I wanted to go out and build a snowman or something. And she would go out there and make a snowman. And then as it's rolling up, and then you could see the dirt and this grass underneath <laughs> as you pulled up more snow. I had no respect for the snow. Uh, we lived in Massachusetts. And yes. um, the snowfall was so deep there that it, so I could go out and play in the snow because I was little. Uh, they tie a rope around me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let me wander out there. <laughs> they just pull me back. I, the wolves that raised me. <laughs> my dad, if we got a lot of snow in Philadelphia, my dad go, all right, you want to have a snowball fight? I'm like, yeah. So we'd all, all the kids in the neighborhood love playing these games with my dad. So he said, okay, I'll tell you what. You guys wait in the house, give me 15 minutes, and then come out. So we'd sit there with my mom. Could we go now, now, no, no, not yet, now, no, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. My father would go out there, and because his hands were much bigger than ours, like yours, Sherry, and he mm-hmm. would make a whole bunch of snowballs. And he had like, and then he made them in different sections of the yard, hidden underneath bushes and stuff, and then he would hide. And we'd all come out there and make a little stupid snowball, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, one of the neighbor kids or we would get hit. Oh, my dad was always so good about hitting you right in the side of the head. And then you'd feel the snow fall down into your jacket, you know, I had a Mighty Mac jacket on. And there's like a couple of those that he's like, oh, my God, my dad is really brutal here. And he'd come around the corner where his arm would be full of all the snowballs that he had made, like six or seven. He had them all lined up, and then he was just wham, wham, right in the face. No mercy for anybody. Just whack right in the face. You turn around, you look over, and boom, big, big ball hits you. Run in the house crying, and all the other kids in the neighborhood going home crying. My father felt no remorse at all. Hey, you want to have a snowball fight? I'm going to show you how it works. But he got a head start. He got to make all his snowballs. I well, guess because he figured it, it, was it was like five was like against, against one, right? One. Yeah. Like ten. Okay. Ten kids against my dad, so he had to get ready, get out there and do that. His other thing he used to do was a thing called Monster Bag. When we were little, little kids, he would just say, um, he wouldn't tell us. We'd finish dinner, and all of a sudden, my mom would be putting the, we'd put the dishes to the sink. My mom would be at the sink, and then all of a sudden, all the lights would go out in the entire house. Pitch dark. Because he went downstairs and he threw the switch and he threw all electricity off. So nothing is on. There's no lights. Nothing. And we realized it's monster bag time. And he had made three, um, like, uh, swords out of rolled up newspaper. And he had taped them. And they would be under the table. And we didn't realize they were under the table until all the lights went out. We quickly realized, it's monster bag time. We'd run over. 
get under the table and grab our swords and then go in the house to try to find my dad in the darkened home, which now became a very, very scary place. And we would walk through the house <laughs> with our rolled up newspapers looking for the monster. And he would hide somewhere. We'd go in the room like, no, you go in there. No, you go in. No, you go in first. We'd throw Lori in first. And she'd walk in. And almost my father would come out from behind this door with a uh, blanket. And he'd drop it on top of her. And it would cover her entire body. And then she'd sort of fall over. And he'd reach down and gather up the bottom of the blanket, throw her over his shoulder and run her upstairs. And then take her and put her up in this closet, the top of the closet, and then close the door. And we were all scared to death. We go running back in the kitchen. My mom is just at the kitchen yelling. She Now she's like doing the dishes by candlelight. She yelled, you're going to ruin those kids. You're going to ruin. The, I'm telling you, you're going to ruin those kids. Like, got, my dad, dad, the monster got Lori. The monster got Lori. So then we had to head back down out into the hallway past my dad's office. He's not in there. Like, okay, you're going now. You're going now. Go in the living room. We're in there. Go in the dining room. We're like, we'll get around. All of a sudden, we go, okay, go in the den. Go in, go in, go in. Chelsea, I'm not going in. You go in, you go in. So I, Chuck would go in at me. Whoa! Throw the blanket over the top, oh scoop him God. up, run him up the stairs, open up the closet, and throw him on top. So now, there's, uh, now Chuck and Lori are both up wait there. Wait a in, minute. In the, in, in the blankets. Uh, uh, yes. I have three words. Child Protective Services. <laughs> why <laughs> because okay why because one you could have suffocated in the blanket well, two geez. you could have gotten hurt come on it's not and three throw, throwing someone in a closet can be d- difficult <laughs> for who <laughs> for the child you know, what, you know what ruined it i'll tell you what ruined it we told all the kids in the neighborhood about monster bag and then one day we said, Dad, can we play Monster Bag? Because he didn't like to like set it up ahead of time. Just like to have it as a surprise. So these other kids come over. Please, please, please. So now there's like four other kids. Duffy Oldhouse is there. Michael Purcell always pissed in his pants and a bunch of other kids. <laughs> and this one kid, Johnny Core, who was a f- large child. <laughs> large. And they all the newspapers and we're running around. But it was like. For them, it was weird. Like, who's this man? Like, but they wanted to play, but they weren't quite sure. <laughs> For them, know? it was weird. <laughs> For them, yeah. yeah. Okay. And the dad drops the blanket on Johnny Core, who's like four eight, but like two hundred and ten, a husky. They used to, someone like that used to call him husky. Is he the pants here or no? No, that's Michael Purcell. Okay, good. Yeah, and he goes to pick up Johnny Core, and he, he doesn't have the bag wrapped enough around him because there's a lot of thickness on. You know those. Thick kids back in the 70s, they were like all sweaty and kind of always clammy. And then mm-hmm. their face would be all blotchy Red. and stuff. Red. Yeah, so he threw the bag over top and was to lift him up. He's like, oh, my God, get him back. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's up dropping him. Johnny Core falls onto the ground. That was it. We never played it again. Did uh, Johnny Core have parents? Yeah. But th- they weren't involved. You just... He Your dad decided. This is a different time. You know what? When when people were free and we yeah. would set up bike ramps and we wouldn't wear bike helmets and you'd jump oh, over I the know. ramp and break your arm or something like that. And Vinny DeBronze came over. We built this fort. And then I remember Vinny DeBronze said, Johnny Core, Johnny Core, can you knock down the door? And then he pushed him real hard and he knocked down the entire fort wall. He's always ruining everything. I wonder where he is now. Um, Wait, Johnny Core or the other kid? <laughs> in, a, 
in in a certain kind of hospital, maybe. <laughs> Because of his tortured childhood? No, Sherry, you know what you don't understand? That monster bag was really an important part of my life. Yeah, uh, Sherry. I, I, I just sit and oh, we call didn't have that. services. Let's bring the government in. Let's bring the government in. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant oh, that it, yeah, you it did. seemed oh. a little, a wait, little wait, aggressive you, for little wait, kids. Hello. Hi, yeah, this is Sherry Elliker. Yeah, I'm very concerned. I hear a lot of noise coming from a very darkened house. There's a sweaty kid who just got dropped. Yeah. <laughs> and another kid just peed his pants. <laughs> That's nothing new. Oh, you mean Michael Purcell, the person says yeah. on the other side of the line? Yeah. By the way, Jacob, when we did the show, he's like, uh, um, I don't think you should be using last names. Remember that? He was always stopping. Oh, yeah. He did not want you to completely no. identify somebody. Uh, I'm sure they're all fine. I don't want to mess with gonna... the balls too much. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wilcox, Family Farm Eggs, the best eggs anywhere. Everybody there, Wilcox, thanks a lot for sponsoring this part of the show. And thanks for being part of Cairo Family. So many years. Great work done by the Wilcox family. All right. Um, I'm trying to get my sister on the phone to defend Monster Bag. She's going to straighten you out, Sherry, but she's uh, busy with something else. Oh, more important than defending Monster Bag? What could that possibly be? <laughs> I don't know what else she's doing. I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. She teaches. Uh, catechism at a catholic school they don't pay her much money but she loves it these kids are like seventh and eighth grade kids and oh my god they're just out of control but she just loves the loves working with them they're, she goes they're just so crazy they're just always out of their mind and we did the thing we did she goes i always try to teach these stories from the bible get them to sort of reenact it so they did um um the good samaritan so she goes i need three guys that'll uh beat up the good samaritan i need three guys that are going to beat up the guy i need some good i need a good samaritan they're <laughs> like 15 can we beat him up, beat him up? <laughs> Just mayhem. mayhem then they then the good samaritan stopped to help the guy that was walking and then they beat up the good samaritan she said no no dope and the other teachers come in uh you need to quiet down your class but they love the class well, she got some pretty good training why. growing up with you and your brother. <laughs> I know. God love her. Oh, my. She always first caught in Monster Bag, too, by the way. Um, should we consider the toilet the humble porcelain bowl that spirits wear the waste? So this is another group of people. The federal government in 1998 said, yeah, uh, we're using too much water. And by the way, this is going to save American uh, citizens $50 a year. So they went from, what is it, 3.2-gallon flush to a 1.9. Um, mm-hmm. And the problem is, of course, that, you know, as Donald Trump explained when it came to toilets, this is when he was in office, he said, They... Take a shower and water comes dripping out. It's dripping out, very quietly dripping out. People are flushing toilets 10 times, 15 times. As a <laughs> oh, See a doctor. <laughs> if you, yeah, yeah. Woo! you once, problem. They end up using more water. So EPA is looking at that very strongly at my suggestion. We're looking at uh, very seriously at opening up the standard. And uh, there may be some areas where we'll go the other route, desert areas. But for the most part, you have many states where they have so much water that it comes down. It's called rain. 
It's right. That's stupid 1.9 gallon flush. It's just not enough, you know, for certain people. Not my problem, but other people. (laughs) Evidently Donald Trump's problem. 15 times. 15. Come on. (laughs) Have you ever heard David Sedaris' uh, story, Big Boy? Mm. Uh, Is this about. (laughs) I love him. Um, Is this about something not going down the toilet? Yes. So he goes to a dinner party. He goes to a dinner party. Someone else has used the bathroom ahead of him. She goes in to use the bathroom. (laughs) And obviously there was a problem where they didn't didn't go down because there probably wasn't enough water. And the the person just left it. So David Sedaris says, I realized that they would think that it was me that I had left it in the toilet and suddenly I was responsible because no one had seen the other guy had come out of the bathroom, Uh, but he had made a big deal about going in. So they all knew he was the last one in. So as far as they were concerned, that was his, his business left in this toilet. Mm -hmm. And it is, I won't ruin it, but I, if you find him (laughs) reading it online, I read that on a plane and it's like when people say I people think I'm crazy because I'm I'm laughing in my car. It was just like that. It he's so funny. Oh my god. Big boy. It's called Big Boy. (laughs) He's the one who he 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 tells stories about like going away at a young age and dressing fancy and living, you know. I I talk pretty now. He would go to France for a while. I lived in France for a couple of years. Yes. Me talk pretty one day. I've listened yeah, to two of his he, books. They're amazing. The reason he he reads them, he said, because I want I want to see it, some of the stuff I write needs to be read out loud because mm-hmm. where the pauses need to be. Plus, he also wants to see what people think of his stories. But he's absolutely hilarious. His writing recently has turned dark. I don't mind because I just love how he writes about his very very dysfunctional upbringing and his sister and all the troubles that she's been having. And oh my God, they're just hilarious. <laughs> but if you can find that one. We won't go into it on the air because I don't want to ruin it for anybody because they can't do it uh, justice. But uh, it's called Big Boy and mm-hmm. him having to deal with someone else's mess. Because, again, they restricted the amount of water to save all of us $50 a year. Well, most people mm-hmm. pay like 30 bucks for a plunger to have to get in there. So what are they going to plan on doing with these toilets, Sherry? They're going to upgrade them again? No, um, they want you to get rid of them. They say that it's uh, the water toilets are not environmentally friendly. Uh, flushing is wasteful. So wow. a lot of stuff can be converted into renewable heat, electricity, um, and other things. So no. there's something called a dry toilet, which separates two different activities. Um, no. And there's a ventilated thing to keep keep the odors out. Um, okay. They also have dry compost toilets uh, where you have to. Okay, never mind. Let's talk about a fam- <laughs> oh, gas awful. station bathroom. People got married in a Trisha bathroom. Megan, I'm in the men's bathroom at the Verona Hop Shops, and it was here between these bathroom stalls that Logan and Tiana Abney promised each other forever. Now, you may be thinking there's a couple more romantic spots than this, but for this unconventional couple, this spot was perfect. I wanted something a little different. Didn't want to just get married in a typical chapel or, you know, go to the church. You know, I wanted something fun to tell my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Bathroom. Yeah. Gas station bathroom. Truck stop bathroom. Yeah. Something funny. A good experience. And that's when Hop Shop's employee, Tiana Abney, had a crazy idea. She was like the Hop Shop at the Hop Shop. And I'm like, well, I don't seem too bad. And she's like the bathroom. And I'm like, well, wait, wait. 
She ran the hot shop by him first, and he was okay with that. The hop shop with the with the the orange counter for mica tables and the whew, wow. Well, that's kind of cool too. Now, this is no ordinary bathroom. In fact, it recently gained popularity for its disco centric scene. They got a button in every hop shop. You push it, the disco lights come on, and music plays. This feature was enough for groom Logan Abney to get on board. I always was heard it don't matter where you get married at, it's just the person you're with. So, surrounded by family, friends, co-workers, and even customers, 23-year-old Tiana walked down the slushy aisle on Valentine's Day. Seeing her in her wedding dress, she looked beautiful. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> As she came like, down that slushy aisle. Oh, my can, dream can bride. I, can, I use, can I use the toilet? Can I, can I use the toilet? Emotional oh, day. I was a nervous I wreck. <laughs> I don't know why, because I knew we were going to get married. You know, I didn't. I guess I just thought something was going to go wrong. But nothing did go wrong in that small gray restroom. I vow to protect you and love you with all my heart to you the way you should. I promise to respect, cherish, and love you as an individual. You're my person. Uh, I mean, really? As an individual. Yeah. Well, that's romantic. Not as what? Right. Please refer to me as no. an individual. Person forever. That's like something a police officer would write. Yeah. At small gray restroom. I vow to protect you and love you with all my heart and treat you the way you're supposed to be. I promise to respect, cherish, and love you as an individual. You're my person forever. And this by the so power vested through the state of Kentucky, Hop Shop's employee David Berry pronounced the couple husband and wife. You may now press the red button and then kiss your bride to start your disco-infused ribbon and journey. <laughs> now after Logan and Tiana shared their kiss that you just saw, the lights turned off. The disco lights turned on, and the couple shared their first dance. Workers here tell me they've received calls from several other couples inquiring if they can also have their special day under this very same disco ball. Reporting live in Verona, I'm Brenda Ardonez, Fox 19 Now. The couple was then whisked away in a shopping cart behind the <laughs> hot shop where they consummated the relationship. Their honeymoon was celebrated behind the dumpster on an old dirty mattress that someone had left behind. Let's check in with weather now with Sherry. Looks like we're going to get some rain later on this weekend, Sherry. Yeah, it kind of looks that way. I wanted to add one thing, uh, John, oh, about yeah. that couple. Sure. Yeah, apparently yeah. they were given a, a life su lifetime su uh, supply of toilet paper, which I thought was sort of fitting because they could, well, actually the bride's dress was made oh. out of it. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> Thank you, Sherry. Wow, big music leading into the letters. Teeny works hard. Wow, she's got sweatband on, dresses in the '70s sort of look. She's dancing around. Sherry, it's for inspiration. I do have my dress on backwards. I know, I know. It's funny. It's funny. Penny, penny. Yeah, hilarious. Okay, you know what? How can I, still how can I, I get, get a hold of myself? I'm, sure, I'm gonna get a sponsor. <laughs> Sponsor a mud wrestling competition between the two of you, okay? Okay. All right. I'm Won't in. that I be fun? That. It goes twenty four seven, um, and it's it's kind of unbearable. Yeah, that's right. Hey, here comes the mailman now, Sherry. Oh, 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 oh
I'm the mailman. Yep, he is. I'm the mailman. Don't nobody mess with me. I'm the mailman. If you didn't know, I'm the mailman. I bring the mail to your door. But first, this commercial for candles that smell like boys. Hey, everybody, it's Sue Bell. Do you all remember that I was looking for a new scent? I stumbled on this fabulous candle. Boy smells. I'm madly in love with this Woodphoria. It reminds me of some of the guys that I would have a little makeout with. Well, <laughs> oh. oh, my That's God. That's great. Oh my God! Oh, here goes. Letter of the day. First, take care of all the rest. Sherry, this is this is Randos, and it's from mm-hmm. Lainey. John Curley, you are such a mm. great storyteller. Don't take any sass from anyone saying that they've heard all them all. Sometimes I wonder <laughs> if you're just making stuff up. But that would be an equally impressive skill. Keep it up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lainey. Uh, gas station bathroom wedding. Unicycle Mike. Wow, I'm surprised no fart sounds were played. Why they were getting married in the bathroom. Uh, Joe note, maybe they just weren't loud enough. No, Andrew has a choice. And as an artist, he chose the sound of the flushing toilet as opposed to. <laughs> <laughs> no, there were a couple in there. There were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to really listen. Okay. <laughs> uh, John in the 360 says, most marriages end in the toilet. This one is going to last. They started there. Smart yes. uh, movement. <laughs> Monster blanket, Jordan and Mary. Okay, Andrew. Uh, Jordan and Marysville. Um, he was a f- fluffer, large child, large child. Good catch, John. Good catch. He, what did I say? He I, was. A, I think he was thinking fluff- you were saying something else. Oh, he was fat. I mean, there, and, yeah. there, there goes our goodwill for the day. He was overweight. He'll tell you that. He was large. Okay. Hey, we're good. Okay. Fine. Um, Jeez, no problem. Good. Okay. Um, Rachel C. says, but, but, but Joe wants to know about the pea kid. Come I was on. oddly curious about the pea kid for some reason. Okay. You don't, we're moving on. Okay. That story's that we're done with that. I asked my sister about it. She goes, yeah, that's how it happened. Um, let's see. Uh, Paul says, I uh, never change the station during an episode of Curly's version of Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, the saddest reaction is Sherry's. Someone should have called the state on your father. <laughs> <laughs> Man builds a gold mining cabin in Jose Rizal Park? Yes. Rizal? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug in Mount Vernon says, DIY affordable housing is frowned, frowned upon in Seattle. I guess not right. Uh, Aaron and Roslyn says a backhoe has tires and a track hoe has track. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for that. Uh, James says, wait, isn't homesteading without permission a proud American tradition? Yes, just go wherever you want, out west. Go west, young man. Uber ratings and driver's conversation, Julie B. I worked for two years as a Lyft driver, and everybody got in the car, wanted to have a conversation with me and tell me their problems, uh, or they'd have a fight with some couples, and then ask me what my opinion was. I was a therapist, basically. Hmm. Uh, Jerry in the 206 says, right on, great story. Most people don't know what they have till it's gone. Didn't it? Um, a big yellow taxi, taking away my old man. Ow, jeez. <laughs> uh, put uh, cut, move all the trees and put them in a tree museum. Charge people a dollar yeah. and a half just to see them. Yeah, don't have know what it's got till it's gone. And now it is time for the letter of the day. Thank you, Teeny. Thank you. Great work, young lady. Great work, Sherry. 
Okay, maybe John. Believe all you have to do is read. All you have to do is read the letter that Cherry, that Teeny has picked out. Go ahead. Okay, Dan and Ballard says maybe John should do a cooking segment with the fake Martha Stewart. You know, the one who actually has a sense of humor. Say, Mm. Thomas, can we get the video of John and the baby? Also, I think your show needs video segments. Maybe it will morph into a newstainment magazine TV show. Afternoon magazine. We are newstainment. Or yes. you could just call it afternoon because there isn't much else on TV right now, but it's better than watching the radio. Oh, all right. Let's good ask uh, Jacob, who's management. Jacob, can we do something like that? That's nice. That's a good idea. What do you think? I've not ever. Uh, nobody's. No, uh, no all you, right. Thank you. There's management for you. Get off the floor. Get off the floor. I think it's uh, some type of joke that I don't understand. Uh-huh. Well, never mind. Just sit in there and keep doing performance reviews. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. Performance reviews. All right, let's go to Nate the 